you set foot on foreign soil. Only this land isn't ruled by any country or government. In this land we celebrate music. In this land we celebrate games. In this land we celebrate those who compose video game music. Welcome to the VG Embassy. Embassy. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the VG Embassy. This is a show centered around video game music and the amazing online community of fans and podcasters that enjoy it. My name's Ed, and on each episode I'll take the role of Prime VGM Minister and invite a guest VG Ambassador onto the show to share with us their own video game music culture. Or, I may share a part of my culture on a solo show. Definitely not a solo show today, folks. We are spooking it up. This is our fantastic Halloween episode, and I brought with me the spookiest guy I know. Hey. Mr. Joe Marolo, how are you, sir? It's been so long since we've had you on, and I've missed you so much. Yeah, right back at you, buddy. I mean, since the world's been ending, I've been living inside of my house, and uh, I think as I talked about on the last episode of Embassy Exclusive, I was uh, going to be starting chemo. I've actually uh, just finished it. Now I'm just waiting for my body to catch up and starting to heal and hopefully moving on with my life. And I am super excited to be doing a Halloween episode. Back when you did uh, Spooky Tunes with Mike back in the day, I was always a big fan of those episodes. Halloween's my absolute favorite holiday, so I am super excited to do this show with you. That's Awesome. And we've got a like a raging storm going outside. So I'm glad you like made it over here in one piece because it's getting bad. Like there's lightning, the wind's really whipping around. I'm like ready to like tell you you can like lay on my couch for the rest of the night if you can't make it home. Yeah, no kidding. I might need to take you up on that. It was definitely touch and go for a little while. I didn't see any trees down on the highway, but it wouldn't surprise me if that happened soon. Yeah. Forecast said it was going to be pretty bad tonight. Yeah, there's these like weird red dots all over the map, and they're saying that there's going to be periods of hail and all sorts of stuff. So, anyways, uh, it's going to be the perfect stormy, yeah, you know, kind of cliche Halloween night. <laughs> How apropos, yeah. I can't wait. This will be great. Cool. So we've got a whole bunch of spooky, spooky music to get through, and I am actually been looking forward to this show for quite some time now and uh, I don't know um let's see is there anything else we could I'm just gonna edit this part out but um anything else you want to talk about before we move into the no like I said we've uh, got some great tracks picked up and I'm ready to go whenever you are all right cool let's get to it all right so we have uh some some actually some pretty famous spooky tunes on this episode maybe some uh less well-known music that you'll be grooving and shaking in your boots to uh i think we should just get right into the music and, and listen to some scary stuff joe so you picked most of the music for the show 
what have we got first up today? So first up is from Super Mario Odyssey. The song is called Bonneton. Obviously, Mario Odyssey is a Nintendo Switch exclusive. It came out in 2017. And this particular track was composed by Shiho Fuji. All right. Let's have a listen. We'll be right back. And we're back. That was Bonneton from Super Mario Odyssey, a Nintendo Switch exclusive released in 2017. This was composed by Shiho Fuji. I am such a big fan of this game when it first came out. I put easy 50, 60 hours into it. I don't remember this level especially well, but I remember doing a frog jumping star, not a star, a moon to this music. I remember that you can jump super high and there was like an invisible block you had to find. It was on top of some other high blocks just to get to the moon. But uh, I love this uh, uh, theme playing in the background while I was doing that that stage. Yeah, Bonneton is the first, well, one of the first stages in the game. And uh, it's very different than most of the other stages in Mario Odyssey. It's very monochrome and all the hats are made up, uh, I'm sorry, all of the buildings are made up of like hats and it has just like a very Tim Burton-esque feel. And the music has this very Danny Elfman kind of feel. So I think they're re- they were really going for that kind of aesthetic when they did this stage. Um, I 100%ed Mario Odyssey. So I spent a lot of time in all of the worlds. Oh, nice. And, um, and so I spent, basically, I think I went through this world kind of quickly because I wanted to get onto the other stuff. And then after I basically like 100%ed the rest of Mario Odyssey, I came back into the rest of the stuff I missed and it was cool like revisiting like it was almost like a little nostalgia trip inside a game I was playing to like go back to the first stage again <laughs> and run around and collect all the stuff that I missed but um but I really was taken aback at how different the stage is and how like how different it is to kind of put like a spookier creepier kind of level like very upfront in a Mario game aside from like Luigi's Mansion you usually don't get that kind of a uh, uh, colorless, drab kind of a uh, you know decor that early on. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Usually uh, in the earlier games, you don't even get to the ghost houses until like the second or third world where you've already seen the super bright colored levels with the fun upbeat music. So it really creates a contrast in let's say like Mario World, for example. But with this one, since they started out so early, it uh, I'll say kind of sets a, I don't want to say sets a tone because there is a lot of the bright, fun, happy stuff in the game too, but it's, uh, it's a neat way to, I'll say, start the game. Yeah, yeah. I really like the uh, the chimes. It's uh, uh, like a, I get visions of like a really kind of creepy merry-go-round. This has kind of a carnival-ish feel to it in a sense too. So again, it, it's like with Mario Odyssey, it keeps things very playful, but then it also really fits the theme of whatever world you are running around in. So I feel like this would be an excellent kind of track to play uh, at your house while you're giving out candy to little monsters and monstets as they roam the neighborhood. A safe thing to play in the background with kids around. Exactly. Cool. Little Mario Odyssey. Hopefully they won't get swept away in the giant storm. That would actually be a blast on Halloween night to have a a whole CD or a whole playlist playing in the background with just uh, video game music. That's actually a good idea. Although then... Then all the cool kids would egg our houses because we're nerds. <laughs> or they'd be like, where's Halo? Where's Call of Duty music? Yeah. They can wonder that's spooky, so it doesn't count for Halloween. Still, that's that's not a bad idea. I might try that. I think you should. And I, I think most people wouldn't even recognize it as video game music anyway. <laughs> Unless you play the next track coming up, which is very, very video gamey. So what are we going to be listening to next? Well, this next track is the main theme, a.k.a. the Toccata and Fugue in D minor from Gyrus. This came out for the original Nintendo back in 1988, and the original track was composed by none other than Johann Sebastian Bach, who I believe is making a first appearance on one of your podcasts. And yeah, from most VGM podcasts, I think. Uh, this track was also arranged by Atsushi Fujio, Yuichi Sakakura, and Haromi Ueko.
And we're back. That was the main theme, aka Toccata and Fugue in D minor from Gyrus for the NES in 1988, composed by Johann Sebastian Bach. So obviously everyone recognizes the beginning of that track because that's the Toccata and Fugue before it gets into the fast part, which uh, is when you're actually starting the game. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Gyrus is a 2D shoot-em-up. Uh, it's kind of unique from other ones in that you can rotate your position around the screen to actually get a better shot at enemies. So you're not always at the bottom of the screen going up. You can rotate in a kind of a circular pattern. So if an enemy's weak point is on top, you can get behind him almost and like fire at him that way, uh, which is kind of cool. This track plays as soon as you start up the game. Uh, it shows the uh, the big big bad guy and tells you that you need to save the universe from him. And it gives you the background story, which there isn't much to it. But my favorite particular part of it, uh, of the uh, the background story, is that it takes place in the year 25 XDX. <laughs> and anytime I see an X in one of the dates, it reminds me of Homestar Runner, and that makes me happy. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, it reminds me of Homestar, but it also reminds me of the beginning of Mega Man 2 as well, because I think that takes place in 20 XDX or 19 XDX or something like that. 20XD6. <laughs> I want to be the guy too. Um, that was good stuff. I don't. I've never played Gyrus, and I've. I don't think I've ever heard this song before. I don't know how I got this far in my life without hearing this Konami jam. Um, very, very interesting. And I was surprised. Like, like you said, like it starts off very traditionally. I'm like, oh, it's just gonna be the classical piece done on NES. I was like. Yeah, Joe picked a cool track. You know, this is spooky. We can go with this. And then that, like, remix portion comes in, and I'm like, holy cow, this is really, really good. So I was kind of blown off my feet. I've always been a big fan of this game, and especially, I'd say, because of this track. The game itself is nothing amazing. It's, like I said, it's a 2D shoot-em-up. It does have that cool um, mechanic where you can actually, like, rotate where where you're shooting from. So it's really useful for bosses and things like that. But uh, the game itself isn't anything especially exceptional. It was good for the time, um, but it's got a great soundtrack. So it's uh, not just this one song, but there's other tracks as well that are worth listening to. So if you've never played the game or listened to it, it'd be an easy ROM to download. I think the actual card is not super expensive, uh, as NES games go these days. So uh, pick it up if you have an opportunity to. It's worth it. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I need to try it out now because uh, from your description about rotating around, so you're rotating around the screen, but you're also scrolling vertically. Is that how that works? So, so there's so the background moves, and you can see like stars coming down. So it looks like you're moving through space. Okay. But basically, picture your ship as uh, you can move left and right, you know, horizontally, like you can in most 2D shooters. Uh, but there's also like it's also like your ship is on a wheel, uh, and you can rotate, go from like the bottom of the screen on a curvature to the to the left of the screen to the right of the screen and you can keep going all the way so that you're actually shooting from the top of the screen down even as the okay. the, the background still rotates or still moves down so you s still see the stars moving and like other light things in the background gotcha but uh when you're fighting some bosses they'll have like a shield on one side so you have to find a way to get behind them while dodging their bullets so that you can uh like make the shot neat okay so you're always firing inward you're kind of like strafing around in a circle as you're as you're playing the game, basically. Exactly. Neat. Okay, cool. I can handle that. I can handle that for sure. All right, I'm gonna have to try this one out. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's well worth it. And like I said, uh, as NES games go these days, it's cheap, so it's an easy pickup. And uh, it's cool to find a, such a spooky little track in a old school Konami space shooter. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I know. The first time I played it, I was blown away. I thought, wait a minute, that's that's not a original track i've heard that before where's that from 
<laughs> oh yeah, it's from everything. So many things I've used that over the years, but to actually hear it in a video game that has the game itself isn't spooky in any way, but to hear that track in a game as they're playing the uh, the the intro screen and the the story uh, in the background is uh, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The music really reminds me of something from like Ninja Turtles or like that kind of era from Konami. Whoa, dude! Did you just hear that? It sounded like it was right nearby. Yeah, man. The storm is nuts. Are you sure it was just the, the storm? Like, that didn't sound natural. I don't know, man. I mean, what else could it be? I bet a tree branch or something went down nearby. Uh, all right. Well, anyways, let's let's just move on to the to the next song. What you got next for us, man? Okay. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the next track is called The Phone's Ringing from A Hat in Time, released for, well, pretty much everything. Mac, PS4, Windows, X-Bone, Switch, back in 2017. In the game was composed by Pascal Michael Stiefel. Let's have a listen. Absolutely love this game. And...
And we're back. That track is called The Phone's Ringing from A Hat in Time, released for the Mac, Windows, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch back in 2017. It was composed by Pascal Michael Stiefel. I love this game. I had such a blast playing it. Uh, are you familiar with... Oh, actually, you said you, you played it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think I shared a, a song from this, like, just when it came out, when it was brand new. I was really excited about this game. And I think I downloaded it on day one and started playing it and uh, really enjoyed it. So, as I'll get into in a minute, this game has some similarities to Mario Odyssey. But uh, one way it's hugely different is with regards to the scare factor. Uh, with Mario Odyssey, we were saying the first track, uh, Bonneton, was, I'll say, kind of lighthearted and fun. And, like, you could play it for anybody and it wouldn't sound really scary. This one, I think, is completely different. Uh, there's this creepy voice that comes from the phone on the train uh, that's trying to scare you. I don't want to give away too much of the story, but it does a really good job of scaring you. Uh, the game itself is pretty lighthearted and fun. I found this particular track to be really freaky and really creepy, especially just, like I said, when that phone rings and your, your character picks it up and you hear that voice. I don't know. It like freaked me out, and I thought that was cool. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of creepy moments in this game, and I was surprised at how effective they were. There's a haunted house segment, there's like a spooky woods segment, there's an antagonist who's like extremely deranged and very, very scary. And I think they pulled it off so well. Like that haunted house level in this game is just like the freakiest thing I've ever seen. Oh yeah, what a blast. I loved playing that level. Yeah, not not expected at all. Doesn't play anything like any of the other kind of platformy levels. It's more like a survival horror moment inside a like a cartoony platform game, which is really cool. Um, but I love the sense of suspense in this particular track. It's just, it keeps building, it keeps getting higher, the key keeps changing. And like, you're like, oh my god, what is going to happen at the end of this track? And so it makes that whole answering the phone thing even more cathartic, you know, once you finally get rid of all that suspense. And it's cool. I don't... It's been so long since I've played the game, like, I don't remember exactly how the whole sequence happens, but I remember, like, really, like, my heart starting to race during that period in the game. So they did a really good job at making the soundtrack match that tone. Oh, for sure. So in this level, to, to tell the listeners and to bring you back, you're on a train and you have to get from one end to the other. And as you start, there's uh, this old-fashioned telephone that's just off to the side. And as you walk by it, it rings. And, of course, the character has to go and pick it up uh, and then this creepy voice comes on and scares you, and it's, I don't know, it kind of, it's hard to, I, I don't want to, like, give away the whole thing, but it's hard to explain without actually hearing it. It just creates a really, really dark and spooky atmosphere. Yeah. There's been a murder on the train, right? It's like a whole murder mystery thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I, it's been a while since I played it, too. So there are these, these two factions. One of the characters in one of the, the two factions dies, and each starts blaming the other. And uh, it's your job to become, like, the detective and not only clear your own name, but to solve the, the, the mystery. I don't know. It's such a, a cool level with great ambiance, and this track just, uh, like, just brings it home for me. Yeah. To anyone who hasn't played the game, I'd call it a slightly less polished version of Mario Sunshine mixed with the hat elements of Mario Odyssey. Okay. Highly recommended. Uh, the developers use some really clever ideas to make the, uh, not just the music, but the the, the worlds feel real. Like, like the first level in the game is this cartoony uh, level that reminds me of Mario Sunshine an awful lot. Mafia Town. Yeah, but yeah, I was going to say, but instead of like slime creatures that you have to beat, you're in Mafia Town and you have to beat up 
guys that are just called the mafia uh and <laughs> it's it, it makes the game fun and lighthearted, and which brings on these which when these creepy scenes come on just makes them that much more effective so it's just really really cool yeah and i lo- love how the mafia guys always refer to themselves in the third person yeah like mafia are strong mafia wants to get rid of that girl <laughs> <laughs> some great writing in this game where it kind of i mean i'm not going to say it like lacks in gameplay but where it like where it's a little bit rougher in terms of polish compared to like the mario games it totally makes up for it in terms of story voice acting and atmosphere like it's got that in spades every single level is a little bit different and is entirely entertaining so if you haven't played it go grab it it's so good oh yeah I, I agree 100%. Go buy this game. You won't regret it. It's worth every second of fun gameplay. Exactly. Dude, it's, that was that was the same sound. It sounded like it's right outside the house. I'm going to I'm going to run upstairs. I'm going to make sure that uh Milo and Logan are okay cuz they're just hanging out up there. Yeah, man. I'm sure it's just tree branches or something. Hopefully nothing's hit the house. That was fun. Uh, don't forget to pause the recording though. Ah, dude, don't worry, don't worry about it. Look, <laughs> I can edit anything. I'll be right back. All right. What about now? It's time to rock with the biggity buck bubble. What about now? It's time to rock with the biggity buck bubble. Bump to the boot to the buck to the base. Bump to the bump. Bumble. Bump to the boot to the buck to the base. Bump to the biggity buck. Bumble. Bump to the boot to the buck to the base. Bump to the buck. Bump bump to the boot to the bump to the base. Bump to the biggity bump. Bump bump to the boot to the bump to the boom boom bump to the boom to the base. Bump to the boot to the bump to the boom boom bump to the boom to the base. Itty bitty bump, itty bitty bump. Itty bitty bump, itty bitty bump. This shit, itty bitty bump, itty bitty bump. Itty bitty bump, itty bitty bump. This shit, manda mundo dip dip. Itty bitty bump, itty bitty bump. Itty bitty bump, itty bitty bump. Itty bitty bump, itty bitty bump. This shit, manda mundo dip dip. To the to the to the base, to the biggity buck, bumble. Are you doing buck bumble? Uh, hey man. No, just hang out. I'm keeping this in the show. Set myself up for that, didn't I? Oh man, it's still raining like crazy out there. But I mean, I don't, I don't see anything funky. There's no branches or anything on the ground that could have made those crashes, though. They okay up there? Logan's not too scared of the storm? No, I mean, they they went out. Milo left me a note that they had to run to the store for milk and bread. What? Dude, it's not a blizzard. It's not like we're going to get snowed in. It's just rain. That might be a good theme for a winter episode, you know? Fireside tracks. VGM to listen to with a loved one on a cold winter's night. Ooh, maybe. Uh, but that, that would be kind of awkward unless Mila could be the guest. And I don't know, talking her into that... Would be she's not that good on podcasts. I mean, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> asking her to let me do this myself all the time is like already pushing her limits. You know, I get it. I suppose this spousal toleration is the most a nerd can realistically hope for. Amen, brother. All right. So, anyways, we got more music coming up. This one's actually one of my picks and uh, one of my favorite soundtracks from Lord Tim. Fallen. Let's listen to Decisive Battle Player Turn from Future Tactics The Uprising. This came out on PS2, Xbox, and GameCube in 2004.
Edmund, where are you going? Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. I, I, I swear that sounded like it was right on the porch outside. All right. Be careful. Do you need any help? No, I'm good. All right. Sorry about that, VG Embassy listeners. The power went out and the audio equipment's battery backup just came on. We just need to give the computer a minute to reboot. But why am I even bothering to say all this? Ed's just going to edit it out later. Ed, what are you doing out there? You okay, man? Do you need a hand or something? What the hell, dude? Where are you even going? It's pouring like crazy out there. Ed! Ed! Where did he go? Is that you? The storm's getting worse. You've got to come inside now. I'm over here, Dad. What is going on? I can hear his voice, but it feels like it's inside my head. Logan, where are you? Where's Mom? Over here, Dad. I can't tell where your voice is coming from. There's too much wind! What the hell? Hi, Dad. Ugh. Dude, we gotta get home. There, there's something weird going on. This isn't an ordinary storm. Come on, help me find Mom. Mom is... working. Working? I thought she had the day off. She got called in. It's gonna be a busy night. Oh, okay, w whatever. We just need to get back home where it's safe. This rain could start again any minute. Safe? You think you're safe? No one is safe tonight.
What is that? Looks like some sort of toaster oven? I don't know. Just drop it. Let's get out of here. We gotta go home. Not a toaster. Think of it more like a microwave for your brain. He's just being weird. He's totally messing with me. But he's the dope who's soaked. I'll show him. Listeners, he's definitely going to edit this out later because it's a joke on him. But he loves outtakes, so just in case he doesn't erase this, here's what I'm going to do. He's going to be soaked and need to dry off and put new clothes on. I'm going to put a towel down on his chair with a whoopee cushion under it, and he'll make a big fart noise on the air. And that's funny because I am 12. Ed, is that you? Jeez, man, what the heck happened to you? Where'd you go? I didn't go anywhere. Just checking on a noise outside. Uh, all right, all right. You're soaked, man. Here, take a towel. I put another one down in your chair. We don't want to get water all over the equipment. We don't want to get water all over the Equipment. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, the computer's back up. You want to continue this thing, or maybe another time? You're kind of a mess. And what happened out there? Continue this thing. Uh, alright, man. Uh, why don't you go change, and I'll get us something to drink. What? What is going on out there, anyway? It's like there's people off in the distance or something. Continue this. Thing. Yeah. Jeez, Edman, you scared me. Uh, that was quick. Are you good to go, dude? Good to go, dude. Uh, cool. Here's your hard root beer. Cheers, dude. Uh, let's keep going with the show. Come sit down. That's what you get for trying to mess with me out there. Anyways, this next track is Track 9 from Scooby-Doo, released for the Game Boy Advance in 2002, composed by Mashi Hasu. Let's have a listen. Have a listen. Thank you. 
that was not the track we had picked to come next. Was that even from a video game man, or was that something from your demo Z podcast? I mean, I guess it was kind of cool, but I really like the sinister kind of tone that the track took on. It definitely fits with this episode, although I thought the static sounding noise was kind of distracting. Kind of cool. Well, yeah, yeah, but what game was it from? Oh, hey, what's that alert on your computer about? Click that news story there. Presidential alert? The hell is that? Is this like Trump tweeting again or something? Oh, wait, it's coming on. Let me put the volume up. Good evening, my name is Creeder McAmarack with the National News Service. This is an emergency broadcast for all of New England and surrounding areas. There have been multiple reported sightings of unidentifiable life forms emerging throughout the region. It is not yet known what these life forms want or what they are doing here. Do not attempt to interact with these life forms and it is not yet known if they are hostile. Repeat, do not attempt to interact with these life forms. This message will be updated soon as more information becomes available. Whoa, dude. Did you hear that? Aliens? What should we do? We resume the broadcast. What? Are you kidding me? There's alien life forms invading the Earth, and you want to keep making a podcast about video game music culture? That's insane. We resume the broadcast. Wait a second. There's another news alert. Let's listen. of central Connecticut in response to a signal of some kind that was broadcast just moments ago. As their intentions are still not known, we advise all people do not attempt to interact with these life forms as they make their way towards Connecticut. Wait, wait, wait. They're coming here? Why are they... Wait! crazy thing you just played. It was a message, wasn't it? We're not recording. We're broadcasting. What are you? What do you want? We resume the broadcast.
okay. So, what was that? You're making them come here, right? Why? What are they? What are you? Answer me, man. Ed, are you even still in there? Can you hear me? No, 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 no. Get away from me. Wait, what, what is... The, what are you doing? We resume the broadcast. We resume the broadcast. a toaster. Think of it more like a microwave. For your brain. Say it one more time slower. Not a toaster. Not a toaster? Think of it more... No, say that. Not a toaster. Think of it more like a microwave. <gasps> Not a toaster. Think of it more like a microwave. For your brain. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.